0: This is Harry Murray at Murray's Fly Shop in Edinburgh, Virginia. Let's look at our podcast for July and what I anticipate going on in both the trout and the smallmouth fishing. I really do enjoy the mountain fishing for the wild brook trout in July. This is outstanding fishing because you're going to earn what you get there are not that many freebies the water's getting low the fish are spooky the hatches are pretty well over so the game I play here is one that I try to spot the fish on the speeding stations in the pool and then go one-on-one with them now seldom will you walk in below a pool and spot a trout on his fishing feeding station what what you usually see is some type visual signal that sort of draws your attention to a specific area then you scrutinize that area very carefully and lo and behold there is your trout and now you're going to go one-on-one with him now the easiest visual signal to spot of that trout out there in the pool is his movement now this could be a slight movement as he relocates on a feeding station it could be him turning slightly to take a nymph as it drifts by but once you see that visual signal you know where he is then all you have to do is drop a fly mr rapidan flying beetle something like that and about a 16 a couple feet above him and more than likely if you haven't spooked him you'll get him now other visual signals that i rely on are the contrast in the shade between the trout's body and the stream bottom for example you might have a lightly colored rainbow trout uh, lying over a dark stream bottom quickly shows you where you should be casting your fly because there's a tremendous contrast in that light trout and the dark background. Now contrast in color is an all a good giveaway. For instance, the ivory edge of a brook trout's fin lying over a dark stream bottom quickly makes it visible to see that guy. You can spot those ivory edges 30 feet away and sneak in and you'll know where to drop that fly. Now, the shadow that a trout casts on the stream bottom is often much easier to see than the trout himself. I found this out. Charlie Waterman used to teach me all this on some of those high streams in the Rockies. But the shadow is easy to see. Now, you got to be a little careful with two things. One, you don't want to throw your shadow over that trout because that will end the ball game right there. And another thing, if that trout is holding high in a pool that we'll say is three or four feet deep, He's lying up close to the surface, and early in the morning and late in the evening when the sun is low, it's going to cast the shadow of that trout as much as three or four feet to the side of where you think that trout is. So you've got to be real careful when you're fishing early in the morning and late in the evening to make sure you're actually fishing to the trout and not to his shadow this thing of going one-on-one to the trout that you actually see in the stream is really a very rewarding form of fishing all right let's look at the bass this time of the year the bass are feeding well on the surface many years ago i developed a, st- uh, a whole series of Shenandoah popping bugs you might call them these were hardhead bugs that I was developing, I had three goals in mind. I wanted something I could fish gently with a teasing action. I wanted something I could fish with a tremendous amount of racket. And then I wanted one halfway in between. Color wasn't as critical as the action I could produce with these. The, the action really certainly depends on what I'm going to do to the bug but it's really dictated by the shape of the face of the bug and the overall shape of the body of the bug if he's got a real fat body deeply cut face you know that's going to make a lot of racket the slider that we introduced into this Shenandoah series is terrific I use this one has a pointed nose and a long slender body you can create a terrific teasing action with this thing there's one bank I do my smallmouth schools oh it must be 40 yards long water is only about two feet in there but there's great shade in there early in the morning when I'm taking my class in there these bass will hold back in there I have these folks cast in there with this pointed nose slider and create a very gentle teasing action. We get on that bank, it's not at all unusual to catch 20 or 30 bass off that bank with a gentle teasing action. Now, go to the other extreme. Some place like, oh, many places on the James, the lower Shenandoah, bass will be holding in water that's, we'll say, four or five feet deep. Well, there you really need to pull them to the surface. You want something that's going to create a racket. Now, that's where I came up with a chugger. It's got a real fat body, a very deeply cut face. When I strip that thing along those banks with a firm two hand two two foot line hand stripping action, it throws water ever which away and that'll pull some fish up off the bottom. And that gets me bass that I wouldn't get, for instance, with that teasing action on the slider. But the chugger, it's a racket maker. And I have had some fantastic fishing on the James in those deep banks with that. So we have one that's sort of a teasing action. Then we've got the chugger that makes a whole lot of racket. Well, I wanted one that was halfway in between the two. And that's where we came up with the, the Shenandoah Blue Popper. Color, I don't know if it's that important or not, but I too tend to use the blue. It has an action between that of the slider and the chugger. It's got a gentle, upsloping face and a long, smooth, tapered body. I can tease an action with it almost as gently as I can with the slider. I can't create all the racket with it that I can on the chugger, but if I get into some deep water with it and I really don't have time to move over to the chugger, I can create quite a bit of racket with that uh, one we actually are calling the popper, the Shenandoah Blue Popper. So it gives me some of the gentle action. It gives me some of the loud action. Consequently, it's my favorite bug. I use it in a four and I use it in a six. I'm fishing this on a seven weight line with a 2x bright butt leader. And it really probably counts for more of my bass every year. Than any bug I have. And these will be effective from now all the way into October. We do well with these hard head surface bugs all the way into the middle of October. If you have any questions on any of this, ring me at the Fly Shop at Edinburgh, which is 540 984. 4212. I'll be glad to talk to you about them. If you have any input on it, I'd sure welcome that. So try these, see what you get out of them, and let me know what you think. Thank you very much.